Welcome back to another episode of Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. Join Grace and her guest of the week as they discuss lessons learned in the industry and explore unique insights into ethical growth. Hello and welcome back to Dentistry's Growing with Grace. Thank you so much for being here today. And today I'm very excited to have my friend Tess on the show. Tess, welcome. Thank you so much, Grace. I'm so excited to be here. So Tess, um, I know that you are the financial advisor for dentists and I am I'm curious, how did you get into this role and really just focusing on um, providing service to dentists in particular? Sure. Um, so my career started in corporate finance. So it took me a little bit to figure out what I really wanted to do when I grow up. <laughs> um, and the reason I went into financial planning specifically is because I wanted to see the impact that I'm having. And I really wanted to work with individuals one-on-one. And, um, you know, I always loved personal finances. I, you know, I started investing right away as soon as I graduated from college. I was a finance major. <laughs> oh, there you go. So I had that advantage because, I, you know, I, I knew that it was really on us to start planning for the future. And, you know, our professors warned us about Social Security potentially not being around by the time we are 65 and want to retire and, and step back from work. Um, so <laughs> I thank them for that. And I remember having a conversation with a coworker by the water cooler, and she was talking about how she had no idea what she needed to do to retire. And she talked to a financial planner and he was able to get her on the right path. And she felt so good. And that's the first time I had even heard of a financial advisor. So that's really when the light bulb went off and I thought, oh my gosh, that's what I want to do. I really want to help people plan you know, for the that's a thing. I can do that for a job. Exactly. I had no idea. They never talked to us about that in college. So. <laughs> so then how did you take that and apply it to dentistry? Sure. So um, as I was in the midst of my own career change, my older sister was also trying to figure out what to do with her life. And she ended up going to dental school at Midwestern. And she took on a ton of student debt in order to get her dental degree. Um, you know, a lot of dentists will take on 300000 and more to get their dental degree. You know, by the time they get their undergrad, some go into oh, yeah. MBA to get to dental school. It's a long road. It's a hard road. And then, you know, they have this huge burden of six-figure student debt that they don't really know how to pay off what the right strategy for them is. Um, and so I really wanted to help her figure out how to pay those off without sacrificing her life, you know, because, you know, she's young, she's, she still wants to open her dental practice, have kids, get married. She wants to live her life too, not just pay off the student loans. So, so you decided you were going to assist your sister with this. And then I'd imagine something just sparked within you where you realized, you know, other dentists must need this help too. Yes, absolutely. So I work with a lot of professionals, not just dentists and lawyers. I mean, you think about lawyers, medical students, a lot of, you know, a lot of really dedicated professionals um, get to where they are by, by going to school for many years and, of course, ending up with a ton of student debt to show for it, right? 
and they really need help to figure out what is the right payment strategy and how do they balance that with planning for their future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I'm excited because I have some challenging questions for you and I'm looking forward to hearing your answers. But, but you know, there are a lot of misconceptions about, I think, everything. I think there are a lot of misconceptions about dentistry. There's a lot of misconceptions about marketing. What are some of the common misconceptions about financial advisors? Mm-hmm. Oh, where do I begin? So I think the first one is that financial advisors are for the rich and famous, right? Uh, Because the traditional model of financial advice is really all about assets under management. So unless you have a half a million dollars already saved and invested, certain financial advisors won't even talk to you. Mm. So that's that's a big one um, is that, you know, financial advice is once you've actually made it and built a fortune. But the reality is financial advice is for everyone, Um, especially right when you begin your career as a dentist. That is actually the perfect time to get some advice because then you can get started on the right track. Awesome. Okay, so someone somewhere is listening and they're like, okay. So I don't have to wait until I'm a millionaire to get some advice and some help on this. And and how does that work? I mean, is, and this is going to be a challenging and maybe annoying question for me, but how, how do you get paid when you're advising someone um, that is maybe fresh out of a, a expensive program and they've got all this debt? Can they really afford a financial advisor at that point? That's a great question. And the answer is yes, because we have different payment plans. So one of the new uh, payment plans we have is a subscription-based fee for planning. So it's literally like your Netflix subscription, which makes it super affordable for someone who's just starting out. And really, they want advice. They don't need you to manage a half a million dollars that they don't have. (laughs) Right. They need someone they can call and say, does this make sense? Or what am I, am I thinking about this in the right way? Is there anything I need to watch out for in doing XYZ or not doing XYZ? What are some of the things? So let's jump right into that. I'm going way off, off our, our plan here, but let's say you are talking to the, the new dentist. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that the new dentist should be thinking about in terms of their financials and, and mm-hmm. their plan? Sure. So first and foremost, really, we need to figure out the right way to pay off the student loans, right? Because unless they're one of the fortunate few who had everything paid off by their parents, (laughs) they're going to have a significant amount of student debt. And it makes a huge difference if you pick the standard repayment plan, which is over 10 years and you pay the full balance in full, or you pick an income-driven plan, which makes the payments very affordable. And then you can actually go on and live your life, start a family if that's what you want, buy that dental practice a few years out of school. So that is really the biggest decision they have to make. And of course, there's a lot of other decisions, right? What disability insurance do you need? Who's going to be helping you with taxes? Um, And I'm really excited because I'm part of a dental resource group that you're also part of, (laughs) um, where we have all the resources, right? If if a client needs a CPA, I can connect them with someone that I trust. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of dentists don't realize that as advisors, we spend a great deal of time figuring out which other advisors we can connect with and refer to. We've worked with each other's clients. You know, we we built these networks of, re- of trusted resources and our reputation is on the line when we refer to someone else. And so it's, it's to our benefit to make sure we have the right resources for you. So, you know, if you're um, in a position where you're like, I know I need advisors, but there are so many quote unquote bad advisors out there. How am I going to find the right people? Lean on the people that you already work with, that you already trust, that can help connect you in a lot of cases. Yeah. So my next question, okay, so to sum that up, they need to think about how they're going to repay their loans, like what structure, yes. and they need to think about, you know, what they're going to do in terms of their tax advice and who their CPA is going to be. They need to think about things like disability insurance, mm-hmm. and are there any other things that you would add to that list right off the bat? Sure. So a, a big one is kind of having a plan for their money, being mindful of how much, you know, how much are they looking to save for the future? What are their career goals? Are they looking to buy a dental practice three years from now? Are they going to have a wedding next year that they need to save for? Do they want to purchase a home? Um, right. When do they want to retire? I mean, we know dentists have a very um, physical job, right? Um, so a lot of them don't want to work until they're 70. <laughs> they need to have a plan for that. And as such, they need to save and invest for the day that they walk away from that practice. Absolutely. I love that. It's never too early to plan your exit. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's important to think about these things and to think about what is that going to look like? Are you eventually going to want to sell your practice? Absolutely. And what are the things you need to do to be able to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times people are thinking, well, I'm just getting started. That's way too soon for me to think about that. But I think if you, any dentist that you ask that's mm-hmm. at the end of their career, no one ever said, oh, I started saving too soon. I started planning too soon. No one ever says that. In fact, you only hear the opposite. I wish I had started sooner. Just a couple years sooner. Isn't that funny? And literally, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that, I wish I started sooner. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some mistakes you've seen dentists make when it comes to their money? Uh Um, So, Grace, you know, it's so interesting because um, I was listening to a behavior finance class the other day and we take this for granted, but we all have our own money beliefs that we grow up with and it's influenced by our families, the culture where we grow up. And so a lot of the dentists, you know, for example, are immigrants, so they, they have their own set of money beliefs. So, for example, all debt is created equal. We need to pay off the student debt as quickly as possible. So I'm going to live like a college student for the next 10 years just to pay off the debt. I'm not going to go out with my friends. I'm not going to go on vacations. You know, forget the dental practice, right? I'm going to be an associate just to pay off the debt. And so that's, that's a huge challenge, right? Is, um, understanding their money beliefs and where they come from, what advice their family gives them. 
Of course, they do it in their best interest, right? But sometimes it's just not <laughs> the right strategy. Yeah, they have the best intention. Um, I think what you're saying is powerful. I think it's insightful. I think, you know, we have, people have money blocks too. A lot of people are uncomfortable um, talking about money yes. and asking for money and even getting paid for what they do. Yes. There are so many psychological barriers to dealing with money. Right. And I think just in having a financial advisor, you can talk openly about those things. Right. And that in and of itself will help you address maybe some deeply ingrained, culturally influenced beliefs that you have around saving and spending money. So that's awesome. What are some other mistakes you've seen? Um, so yeah, apart from, I think the biggest one is really picking the wrong strategy for student loan repayment. And it, it comes from thinking that you're supposed to know it all. I, I think dentists are super smart. And so sometimes they, they feel like they should be the expert in all things, including personal finances and student loans, investments, disability insurance. They're supposed to know it all and figure it all out. And the reality is, you know, there's experts such as certified financial planners, and that's all they study. And that's what they're experts at. So it's okay to hire someone <laughs> um, for a certain service that, you know, you, you just don't have the knowledge to do. Listen, and I'm going to be really bold in saying this. Mm -hmm. Doctor, you don't have the knowledge that you think you have in all of these areas. The, the amazing thing about, about dentists and why I love working with dentists is they, they're lifelong learners. They love to learn. And they'll pick up a book and then assume that they have the same knowledge as someone who is, is certified and trained in a certain department. So the quicker you accept and you learn how to find the right advisors and you can build trust with them, the more, the quicker you'll be successful in business. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. And you think about some of the most successful people in really any profession. I mean, think about the NBA players, right? They all have the best coaches. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you do and what I do, really, we're just coaching people through a certain area that we have expertise in. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay to lean on us. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. So... How does a dentist know a really great financial advisor from, I mean, if you're not an expert in an area, how can you pick the right advisor? That gets very challenging. Do you have some tips for them, some things for them to look for? Sure. So I, I think you made a point earlier that was really wonderful. I think you should go to your trusted sources of advice for other things, such as your marketing um, advisor or your CPA. Because ideally, they also know a financial advisor who works with dentists, with clients like you. Mm -hmm. Another source, in case you don't already have a trusted advisor to go to, is um, find a CFP prof professional online. Because certified, prof uh, certified financial professionals are actually certified to do financial planning and give advice. And only 20% of advisors are certified. <laughs> wow. So you want to have someone who's got the knowledge and the education to actually give you advice about your money 
it, it's pretty important. It really is. I, I compare that to, you know, does your, your person who's helping you with your marketing, do they have a degree mm-hmm. in marketing or advertising or are they just, they know how to use Facebook? Like there's a big, big, big difference between yes. knowing how to use something and knowing the psychology and the details behind it and behind what works. So I, I can relate to that entirely. Um, anything you want to leave people with before we let them know how they can connect with you? Anything sure. you want to include? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think the biggest thing is even if you're not sure that you're ready to engage with a financial advisor, which is okay, you know, we're all in different stages of our lives and our careers and we have different priorities at different points of time. But anytime you have a specific question, just reach out, whether it's to me or to a different, you know, financial planner, because we're here as a resource. Um, You know, I have people Facebook messaging me all the time about, (laughs) you know, a small question. Um, You know, a dentist just reached out yesterday and she was like, do I need to set up an LLC? I just started working as an independent contractor. What do I need to do? I don't want to pay taxes. And, you know, there's no charge for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the same, I'm the same way. I'm the, I love to hear you say that. I'm the same way. I always want people to ask me questions. Yeah. If, it's, if there's a short, quick answer it, based on your situation, I'm more than happy to help you. And it's, right. it's amazing because then when the time comes, when they are ready, you know, they're going to think of you. So I think that's wonderful. Right. So for those for those listening and watching that have questions, how can they get a hold of you, Tess? Well, the easiest way is send me a text message. <laughs> really? Yep. I, I always answer text messages quickly or send me a Facebook message either. Either one would be great. Okay. And um, on Facebook, give us your name so they can connect, they can find you and share your number if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. So my number is 630-864-1068. A call or text message is perfectly fine. Or on Facebook, you can find me at Tezigo CFP. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tess, for being with us here today. Hopefully going to spur some action out of our dentists. And for those of you watching or listening, thanks for being a part of Dentistry's Growing with Grace. Join our Facebook group if you're not already in there and um, follow our podcast. Have a great day.